Welcome to Chucking a Sickie. This week, I can't go to work because I've accidentally, well, okay, not so accidentally, kidnapped my old boss and I'm currently running his business. So uh, I'm way too busy to come to my new job because I'm doing my old job. I'm your host, Harry, and each episode, we invite a very special guest and go through their perfect day off. From the excuse they use to get off work to the song that sets the tone for the day, their favorite meal, and of course, their adventurous afternoon. A real life Ferris Bueller's day off. We have a lot of exciting episodes coming up, from Aussie comedy superstars to bands, playwrights, actors, and hell, maybe even a tyrannical boss called Franklin Hart Jr. But this week, we have the absolutely fabulous Karen from Finance. Karen from Finance burst onto our TV screens in 2021 on RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under. With a new album and two shows under her belt, Karen is taking the world and at the end of financial year by storm. This year, Karen from Finance will be performing at Spiegel Tent Wollongong on the 9th of June, 2023, and it has a whole bunch more gigs coming up. You can see all of Karen's gigs on her website, karenfromfinance.com. So get your tickets to see all of her shows. Links to the shows are in the description below. Please make sure also to rate and subscribe. It really means a lot to us and helps the show. But for now, pull out that thermometer and get ready to call your boss because it's time for Chucking a Sickie. Chuck a Sickie. Karen from Finance, thank you so much for joining us on Chucking a Sickie. Thank you so much. I very rarely chuck a sickie, so this is a real treat for me. I'm so excited. Yeah, I've realized the more I do this show, the more I realize that people that are comedians, people that do drag, like you don't want to chuck a sickie from your job because you love your job, which is exactly really, really kind of fantastic. <laughs> yeah, both in and out of character. I like, uh, you know, Karen is obsessed with work. She never, ever wants to leave. But then also Richard as well. I do have the best job in the world, and I never want to. I <laughs> yeah. never want to call in sick. That makes sense. I mean, over the past couple of years, what a ride for you as well. From you know, Drag Race Down Under to doing your first one woman show, your second one woman show, releasing an album. Like you have done everything. It feels like. Um, I wanted to start at the beginning before we even start about your perfect day off. I want to speak a bit more about how did Karen come to be? Because I know you got the inspiration from a name from, from a thrift shorts store, it seems like. How did Karen come to life? Yeah, I came up with the character before I really ever considered doing drag. I did I did name the, I, I guess I kept, got my drag name from a, a dress that I found at a thrift store that I wore to a party <laughs> yeah. once and I was coming up with the character of who would have bought the dress when it was original and brand new off the rack. And I decided it belonged to a, a lady that worked in finance. Her name was yeah. Karen. And I kind of up, came up with this whole world that she lived in. And when I did do drag for the first time, it was for a t- friend's 29th birthday party. The theme was Dolly, Denim and Diamonds. And um, I, I arrived looking like a monster. And they asked me what my what my name was. They I guess they picked out that I was doing drag. And I really hadn't thought about it. And that idea of that character, Karen from finance was the first thing that came to mind. Um, so it all happened incredibly circumstantially and as a total accident. And I mean, you know, <laughs> 10 years later, here we are. Yeah. I mean, I gotta say pretty good accident to have. It's a great accident. It was, I, I like to, I like to say maybe, maybe it wasn't an accident. Maybe it was fate. Yeah. It seems like it. Cause also when you're, when you are Karen from finance, it like, it just makes sense. It's a perfect match, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Obviously, you've been doing the character Karen for a while now, 10 years, as you said, mm. but you're in RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under, obviously made the final four as well. Um, how was that experience for you? I mean, being on RuPaul's Drag Race? I mean, it was amazing. It happened at a time when obviously like for not all, but for most drag queens, being on RuPaul's Drag Race is kind of a dream. 
And yeah. um, it happened to me or it happened to us at a time when our dreams were crushed because it was in the middle of COVID. You know, we got the call late in 2020. And that was at, at a time where I thought my drag career was over. I had um, really committed to the idea of giving up entertaining like full stop. I was looking for other work. I was really depressed and down. And then to get the call to do Drag Race, it just it just turned turned my world around, really. Yeah, thank God you did not put Karen down to bed because th- she's she's thriving. She's well. She's happy. Yeah, it was like when when I got the call, she had been um she was in storage. She'd been split between like a caravan at my ex partner's grandma's <laughs> house and the spare room at my little brother's house. I didn't have any Karen with me where I was living and staying at the time. And um I I, I literally had to pull her out of storage to do drag race. It was pretty crazy. Yeah, that is incredible. Obviously, drag race, you did very well. We're not gonna speak about the Chappelle outfit, but um what for you, I guess, was your favorite or most proud uh, moment or outfit in Drag Race. Do you know, it's so funny that you say that because my favorite moment actually was the Chappelle moment. Really? <laughs> I had the most, uh, the, the episode that I, I pulled out Chappelle Corby was the, the, that was when I had the most fun filming that show. And also post show, it's the thing that I've probably ended up talking about the most or that people <laughs> yeah. have asked about the most. And yeah. um, Chappelle and I have like, we're not friends, but we talk on Instagram now. We follow each other. We have conversations. I got I had my birthday a couple of weeks ago and I got given one of her clocks um, that she makes <laughs> for my birthday. And yeah, she's she's great. Um, and that was that was that was some of the most fun I had. And I think I enjoyed it the most because I felt like I w- was getting the full drag race experience that day. It's one thing to be on the show and doing well, but it's another to be, you know, kind of rattled and be told you're in the bottom and have to do the lip sync and then make it through the lip sync. That's a bit of the drag race experience that even though you don't want to go home, being able to feel that was really cool. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty incredible. I can't believe that you and Chappelle Colby are friends now. Um, I don't want to get you in trouble with this next question, but did your show Doing Time, did you get any inspiration from Chappelle Corby at all? No. <laughs> okay. But um, I don't want to give anything away, but no, we there is a little the Chappelle, there, there, there could be a little Chappelle Corby feature in the show. Okay, that is um, very exciting. Because... I don't know if you or the listeners follow Chappelle Corby on Instagram, but um, at the moment, her life is kind of dedicated to being in the studio and making these amazing resin clocks. And okay. I just Did thought that, that the whole world of her being someone that I presented on Drag Race and now she does clocks and I'm doing a show called Doing Time that's about being yeah. in a prison where she's famous <laughs> for being in a prison. There is a little bit of Chappelle feature in the show. Yeah. yeah. So it's, you know, these things, as I said before, it's fate. It is. It's a hundred percent fate. Um, obviously, last year you released your first album as well as as Karen from Finance. How was that experience making you know your own music as as Karen? It it's it's pretty amazing. It's not something I ever thought that I would do. Um, but it, I think to to touch on what I was saying before about how we got the call to do Drag Race in lockdown at a time where I thought that I had to give up on doing drag. Um, the album and the show doing time, uh, is really like the first full project that I managed to pull off post COVID post lockdown and post drag race. And so going through that kind of like artistic depression that we, we kind of experience where I thought my creative life was over, um, being able to do drag race and come out of that and be able to work on an artistic and creative project and see it through to the end. This is the first thing I did. So it's, I'm super, super proud of it. Like I, I 
through doing it, I was able to prove to myself that I hadn't lost it and that yeah. that was still <laughs> inside me. And so the, 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 the first part of the project was to do an album uh, of music that could be presented in a live show format. I've never, um, I've never sung, I've never recorded before, but it's a nine track album, five originals, four covers, and all of the songs feature in the show. And it's just, um, yeah, I, I'm really, I'm really proud of it. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty great album. I've listened to most of the tracks on it out of time as well. I, I had to listen to that song because not only was it your first single, but it also just fits in with this podcast like so well. Out of um, office, I, I tell a lot of people to that when they when they make an out of office email automatically reply, they should just embed that video or that song there so yeah. that when they send an email, that song comes back to them. It's so fun. Yeah, and it's the perfect song when you're chucking a sickie as well. Everyone needs to know you're out of office. Yes. Well, that is probably a good segue for us to get into your perfect day off. Now, we're going to have to do this as as Karen from Finance and as Richard because they're two very different days, I would say. But I guess for you, what has been your worst job that you've had so far? Do you know what is so funny? My worst job actually is the only time that I did work in finance. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I was 18 years old. I yeah. worked for a, um, a company called Southern Restaurants, which was like the head office for the KFC that I worked at. Um, okay. And my, my title was finance and administration assistant. I think I lasted six months and I was actually like, I mean, it wasn't too intense, but I was very young, but it was like, there was a bit of homophobic bullying going on in the office. And oh, okay. I just, it really, it really broke me. And I, I just left and never returned. Um, and I was there for about six months and it's the only corporate job I've ever had. I <laughs> yeah. hated it. And so a lot of people always ask, they're like, oh, do you think that's got something to do with, you know, this character and who you are now? And I say, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> absolutely I not. I mean, it is, it is definitely ironic though, that Karen from finance has, has been so phenomenal for you and your worst experience was also being in finance was also working in finance yeah. yeah yeah so that was it was a long 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 time ago now but um i tried truly truly despise finance yeah I, and i can understand that i can understand why you would i guess f from karen's perspective though being in finance she wouldn't really have a bad day in finance because it's you know she loves finance that's her thing would she would she have like a, a finance tip for people listening at home that she could impart on them oh wow that's um that's that's so interesting. Maybe you could maybe the finance tip would be, um, you know, if you're someone, if you're someone that uses Outlook, take an opportunity to look inwards. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Confucius says that at, at, at their finance. That's for sure. There we go. All right, look, that sounds like a, a a pretty average job in finance. I think it's probably one of the few jobs where I would say the majority of the population might disagree with you because people seem to love finance. Um, but for you, it sounds awful. I guess you mentioned something there that I did want to speak a little bit about. It's a bit more serious, but obviously uh, you were saying there was a lot of homophobia where you were working at that time. There's mm. been a lot of issues at the moment that, that have made the news about um, people doing drag and, and, ba and banning shows. I mean, Storytime was one of them um, that in, in Australia where they've had these issues. How, how has that affected you as, as a performer seeing what's happening in the US and, and what's happening here as well? Sure. So I, I guess my career is made up of gigs that I don't really, I don't really do. I, most, most of my work uh, is theater-based um, and I work, um, you know, in ticketed venues where people have to choose 
to come out and see me. And most of my shows are 16 or 18 plus. So I don't, I don't really deal with many families or children's. Um, so my, my, my work hasn't been directly affected with bans or cancellations, but I say that I've been uh, like pretty severely emotionally affected by the state of affairs that are going on in the world. It's something that whenever I'm doing, um, you know, any PR or promotion, I always get um, asked about. For example, last week I was in New Zealand performing and I did a, a spot on the morning breakfast show and we were advertising my tour um, and they posted the video yeah. on Facebook. And I think there was something like seven or 800 comments, like a few hours later, of just people telling me that I should die and sending photos oh of nooses and like calling me wild names under the sun. Like the, the the most wild things you could think of, and it's so bizarre because like as a as a as a as a drag queen, me personally, I'm there to make people laugh and forget about the woes and troubles in their life and just have a nice time. In generally speaking, drag is about community, love, acceptance, and so to be cast under the shadow of like you know these awful names that people are calling us, it's just it's just horrific. And I'm seeing friends. Um, and colleagues in my community that are having their work cancelled with local police authorities suggesting that we cancel our work rather than them stepping in to protect us, them saying it's too dangerous for us to read a book to children as opposed to going to work and them protecting us from that danger. It's a really, it's a really, it's a really dark time. Yeah, it seems really counterintuitive. You'd think, as you correctly said, I mean, the whole point of drag is bringing people together. I don't think I've ever been to a drag show where people are unhappy. Like everyone is just feeling the love, feeling the community. Um, and it's it's a real shame that that it's heading down this path. But hopefully we see a, ch a change in the future mm. moving forward. And, you know, it's celebrated as it should be. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Well... Look, we're gonna have to go back to the perfect sick day. We'll, we'll keep it. We'll keep it light from here on out. I promise. <laughs> now you've got to get out from the job from finance because it sucks. So, what would you use as as your excuse to get out of work from the day? Do you have any go to excuses? I actually do have a go to excuse, and I feel like okay, this is like every situation. My go to excuse is that if if you if you if you ever need to get out of somewhere, you always have to use like um come with a sense of urgency. And say you've got bathroom troubles. Um, no one bathroom can ever argue that. Yeah. If you if you approach someone or you know you send something, you're like, oh my god, I I can't go into it. I've got to go. This is happening. No one's going to ask you. <laughs> yeah. And it gives yeah. you license this to run. <laughs> Yeah. And there's not even follow-up. We've, we've spoken about this in the past on the podcast where like, if you say that, no one's asking you for details. They're just like, okay, I don't care. Move on. Get away from me. That's exactly right. I, I, did, I actually made the mistake a few, was a little, I was, well, I won't say when actually, cause I'll keep myself, <laughs> I'll keep my conscience clear. <laughs> a little while ago, I didn't make it into a certain uh, event. Oh no, it wasn't an event, but it was like a, a follow-up meeting that I was supposed to do. And I told them that there were family troubles and they did follow up on that. And when, you know, when you start lying and you just, <laughs> yeah. you just like Alice in Wonderland into the hole of lies. And I couldn't stop my tongue from waffling. I was just going and going and going. I brought in a premature pregnancy. I brought in an extended hospital visit and uh, like oh interstate drive. I was like, what on earth are you doing, Karen? Shut up. <laughs> yeah <laughs> at this point they're thinking you're like lemony snicket's uh series of unfortunate events like how could so many things go bad to this one family that's right you just need to keep it short and sweet and that's the thing with a, with a bathroom um inconvenience no no one is going to follow up on it they they're not going to ask any questions you're free to go 
Yeah, yeah, you are absolutely sorted. I think it's an excuse that we've probably heard the most often, the bathroom break, just because right. it's, it's infallible. I just think you can never really not get out of that situation. What would Karen use as, 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 as their excuse? Oh, wow. Okay. So if we were going to, if we were going to skip the bathroom break and Karen was going in with her own specific excuse, I would suggest that she would claim to be attending, um, some extracurricular training activities that she decided to enroll herself in. <laughs> yeah. Cause she just loves work that much. She loves work and she loves bettering herself yeah. and you know, who, who can so argue she's that? she's not even taking a sick day. <laughs> I also feel like Karen coming up with an excuse of doing extracurricular, you know, training, like the, the people that Karen works with in the office, any opportunity to have her gone is a good excuse <laughs> yeah. for them. So they would be totally all over it. They'd be like, yeah, go babe, take a week. Well, this is the thing that I, I think I've never spoken about in the podcast is that I think there's definitely situations where your boss just doesn't want you there. They're like, when you chuck a sickie, they're actually like, thank goodness. I'm just glad that you're not here right now. Wow. Yeah, sure. And I feel, I feel like, yeah, Karen <laughs> is the sort of character that exists. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie nine to five with Dolly Parton and Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin, but, um, when they 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 kind of abduct the boss in that movie, and um, there's a there's an employee Roz that uh, that really loves the boss, and they're really inquisitive as to where he's gone, and they end up writing her a fake letter and telling her that the boss wants her, her to go to Paris to um to do like some international work for a few weeks, and she's just so into it, and she starts learning French and wearing berets, and it's really really funny, and she just disappears for ages, and I feel like that's what people yeah. would do to Karen. That's what people want for Karen. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So you've actually got to get out of work, but she they're kicking her out the door. They're kicking Please, her out. Please, extracurricular yeah. away. <laughs> All right. Well, look, you've, you've got the day off. And now I'm actually quite excited for this question. So it's not a big night. It's a big day. Uh, as I always say, Baraka Performance, they haven't sponsored this segment yet, but I know they will. I can feel it in my bones. Yes. What would be your, your perfect song to start the day off just right? The perfect song to start my day is absolutely 9 to 5 by Dolly Parton because it's all about <laughs> how much you hate work, but you don't have to go. So, you know, as soon as it's like when you're in a gay bar and you hear that, hear that beat kick in, it just turns people crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's a good choice. Dolly Parton, I'm assuming you're a big fan of Dolly. I'm a huge fan. She's a huge, huge life inspiration and I love her music and her nest and everything that she's about. Yeah, she's also just an incredible human being. I think that so often people see Dolly Parton as just like this faux singer. They don't see like everything she does. She just seems like someone that genuinely just wants to make the world a better place. Yeah, I mean, you know, she like she um she basically sponsored the Moderna vaccine for COVID. She runs a thing called the Imagination Library for I don't know how many countries around the world. Australia is certainly one of them where she donates books to kids under the age of five. I think every month, every kid that's in the in the in the program gets a new book every single month, and she pays oh, for it out great. of her own pocket. She's just incredible. Yeah. Have you ever met her or, or gone to one of her concerts? I've never met her. I've been to two of her concerts. I saw the Better Day tour and the Blue Smoke tour. I don't think I could ever meet her because I think that I think that I like the idea of leaving her as this, you know, entity that is just bigger <laughs> yeah. than the world. I don't I don't think yeah. I would handle myself myself if I met her. Well, I think that's the thing, right? Like you never meet your heroes and sometimes it can be quite upsetting. I've definitely heard stories of people having positive interactions with their heroes, mm. but I feel like with Dolly Parton, she wouldn't disappoint. I think she'd be everything you wanted and more. I think she'd be wonderful, but I think I would only want to meet her if it was like 
if I got to have a solid dinner or like a, bit, yeah. a long bus ride or do something, do something really fantastic. Yeah, I don't see Dolly Parton on a bus, but I, 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 I think maybe a private plane would would work. Oh, no, no, no! She's very a bus person. Really? I think that it's Western Australia had to change their road rules or road laws when she was last in Australia to accommodate her tour bus because she hates flying and she insists on having a bus. And they they um exported her bus from America to Australia oh so she could go on tour and change the road rules to allow her on the on the road. Only for Dolly Parton would we do such a thing. Only for Dolly Parton. <laughs> That's fantastic. Look, Dolly Parton is a phenomenal human being, nine to five. Good good choice in theme for the day off as well. We don't often have songs that are in theme, but nine to five is the way to go. What would Karen's song be? Oh, what would Karen's song be? Um, okay, so <laughs> can I keep on the Dolly Parton train or should I shift it up? Of course. No, let's go Dolly Parton the whole way. Okay, great. So but I'm gonna create I'm gonna create like a, a scene as I deliver this song. Dolly Parton from the same <laughs> album has another song called Working Girl. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's talking about the different types of women that are working girls, whether, you know, you're, you could be single or you could be a mom or you could be a high femme or you could just be casual. Um, but I want you to imagine this song playing out during like that scene where Michelle Pfeiffer first turns into Catwoman and just ruins her house and turns the place upside down. <laughs> I think it's Karen going on a little, <laughs> a little bit of a mental spiral. Yeah. <laughs> Because yeah, she's so upset about taking a day off work. Yeah, she's maybe not so upset. She's just out of sorts. Like it's not, it's not, she, she, yeah. she, exists, she exists for the nine to five, not for the five to nine. Yeah, I can just imagine her also just making, like playing all of those characters in her Karen for Finance, making up in the morning, just like absolute havoc. Yeah, totally. Drinking the cat's milk and, you know, <laughs> just going wild. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I mean, I I do like that you chose two Dolly Partons. I think it's only fitting that Dolly Parton is a, is a big part of this podcast. <coughs> You've chosen the song. You're feeling exciting, excited. It's it's nine to five by Dolly Parton. You feel a bit peckish. Where would you go for your perfect um, meal or, or brunch in your local area uh, for your perfect day off? Oh wow, I love that. You know what? We're starting the day on the wrong foot. And we're going straight to KFC. Okay, I'm sorry. I... We're going straight to KFC. We're starting with a family feast for one. We're drinking the gravy. We're slopping the coleslaw across the face. We're not finishing any of the pieces. There's crust and chicken skin going everywhere. She's diving in. She's sliding on the wrong foot. I'll be honest, I can actually viscerally picture Karen doing this as well. Like, I know this is your choice, but I feel like it also fits Karen perfectly. She's, she's unfolded a refresher towel and has tucked it into the collar of her blouse to try and not get too messy. Um, but it's not, it's not, it's <laughs> not she's a she's throwing coleslaw everywhere. Throwing coleslaw everywhere. Those mini spoons are not big enough. She's using her hands. She's going in. Jesus. Okay. I, I just want to say, I hate this answer. <laughs> I do not. I do not like this answer at all. Um, KFC, why is that your go-to fast food? Because obviously so many options nowadays and also a lot of places that do fried chicken. Well, you see, the circumstance here is that they always say, if you can have a big day or a big night, you've got to make sure you line your stomach before. <laughs> that is true. What better way to, to, to grime and slime and line that stomach than with a, a giant family feast. Yeah, look, it's an interesting choice. I got to say, though, 
KFC chips, I don't know how you feel about them, but I reckon they're some of the worst chips I've ever eaten. Oh my gosh, are you kidding? They're so good, especially when especially when they go a little bit cold and they've been in the box for too long and then they start getting <laughs> oh. a little bit sloppy. <laughs> Sounds like my nightmare. Oh no, um, sloppy, oversalted, <laughs> cold KFC chip. That is, the, that is a ticket to my heart. Now, I've got to ask, because I feel like soft drinks, I don't know if that fits. Are, are you having alcoholic beverages with it or are we having the soft drinks that you would normally get at KFC? Oh, um, uh, we're having the soft drinks. No, I, 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 I hate the concept of mixing like booze and fast food. I don't, I don't like that at all. <laughs> um, Which is funny because I feel like most people end up after having booze having fast food oh absolutely one can come before and after the other but like you know could you imagine having a beer <laughs> and, a, and a and a and a kfc it's not okay but the thing is no Karen not is at all quite classy um and so <laughs> these like sort of like shame eating moments are held kind of behind closed doors they're not so she, 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 <laughs> might, she might be trashed to start the day eating this kfc but as soon as that champagne is available the the, the, the class the class will come into this at some stage yeah, I kind of like, well, she's still staying classy because she's got the napkin t- tucked in. So you know that she's still a little bit classy. There you go. <laughs> that's there fa- you go. That's fantastic. So KFC, a family feast for one. You're going to eat that probably behind a curtain in a KFC that's closed off just for you. So you can have the absolute most, uh, I guess, just delectable time doing it. Now, if you could go anywhere in the world for your perfect meal, where would you go for that perfect meal? Oh, if I could go anywhere in the world for the perfect meal? Anywhere in the world. Oh, yeah. wow. That same, that sounds so cute. Okay. Anywhere in the world, I would probably go, um, I think, I think, I think I would go, oh, I would be like, what is, is it play, is it in Italy? Is it called Cinque Terre? One of those five beautiful towns on the Northwest coast where they have like the tiny little colorful villages so. on the water. The one where there's like five villages in a row and they're like really close together. Yes, I think, I think so. she'd be there. And I th- you know what I think she'd be doing? I think she'd be inoffensively trying to do an authentic Italian accent the whole time. Uh, failing it, but oh, she'd God. be attempting it. <laughs> yeah. Big sunglasses, a um, a bandana kind of wrapped around her head, thinking that she's being a little bit like a little bit European and a little bit a little bit of a, like a trendy <laughs> jet setter. Um, but she, yeah, I think she'd yeah. be alone on a terrace in Cinque Terre, enjoying a beautiful pasta and a glass of Pinot Grigio. Oh, I mean that sounds absolutely delightful. Have you have you ever been, or has she ever been to Italy? By virtue of you. I've never been. It's a dream of mine, but I think uh, I'm, I'm almost picturing, you know, um, did you watch the new season of White Lotus season I was, two? I was about to say, I, I'm picturing Jennifer Coolidge doing this. Yeah. When she takes the, when she takes the scooter ride and thinks that she's that famous actress. I think that that's very Karen. Yeah. Having dinner in yeah. Cinque Terre. yeah. That's perfect. Um, the, the sunset view with a Pinot Grigio as well would be lovely, Beautiful. Uh, but it gives me very much White Lotus vibes. Very that. That's fantastic. So, You'd go to Italy if you could. I mean, I feel like Karen has to go to Italy for a show at some point soon. She might get kicked out of the country for doing the accent, yeah. but I feel like it could be, you know, a whole new world. A whole new world. She's relying on all of her, you know, her, her year prep to grade two um, <laughs> studies. All she can really say, yeah. hello, I'm 12 years old. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But she slays at that line. She's absolutely she slays killing at it. that line. Yeah. <laughs> Now, like Ferris Bueller, you've got to have an afternoon activity. So what would be your perfect afternoon activity? It can be doing anything with anyone as well. So you can have a cameo if you like. Um, money's not an option here. 
So be as inventive as you like. Wow, you know what? Karen is a simple person. She doesn't need there doesn't need to be much money there for her to have a good time. But I think my perfect afternoon is a rooftop or a street side cocktail mm. that is the sort of cocktail that once you have the first one and you're with a friend and they give you that look and be like, should we have another? And you're like, <laughs> absolutely, we'll have another. We were only coming out for one. Yeah. But we'll definitely have a second. And it turns into so many that you're daytime drunk. <laughs> but then that activity is not complete until the friend that you're with all of a sudden realizes and remembers that they actually had something to do. And you're in this together now. So you then have to go with them on that activity to achieve whatever it was that they, that they forgot. And that, that is where the day starts spiraling. That, that, at that point, the adventure really can go anywhere, right? <laughs> a couple too many cocktails in the afternoon. Anywhere, anywhere. And as soon as you're a little bit drunk working on someone else's activity, it doesn't matter how monotonous or boring that activity is. Maybe it's cleaning someone else's apartment. I don't know. Maybe it's... Who knows what it is? It's automatically fun and you're doing it with a friend half-loaded. It's lovely. Yeah, that does sound really nice. I mean, it's definitely a strange afternoon activity because it could it could just be cleaning a house. Do you have, do you have a roof? top bar in mind that you would say is like the go-to one that you you love to attend oh i love that i think in this i think in this situation it needs to be a quiet rooftop because this we're talking like a tuesday aren't we it was like a tuesday off um yeah i mean it's 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 magical so we could have the rooftop just for the you and your mate just for us i think when i think of beautiful rooftops in melbourne where i'm from i'm thinking of her on lonsdale street or I'm going up to Rooftop Bar on Swanson Street or maybe even an Arbury afloat down on the river. Um, some, somewhere beautiful, sunny, big glasses, gorgeous cocktails and a nice lounge. <laughs> you're, you're essentially just mimicking what you're doing in Italy, but without the pasta, you just got cocktails. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, we're skipping lunch because we've had a really big breakfast at KFC. Yeah. <laughs> is, is there a go-to cocktail for you or is it more you see how the mood takes you and just whatever takes your fancy on the day? Oh yeah. Okay. So if it's a sunny, beautiful day and we're, you know, we're potentially in Italy on a rooftop, we're, we're definitely starting with an Aperol spritz. Okay. Um, the classic. But as the, as, as the day goes on, they're getting, they're getting heavier and dirty. Uh, she, she's eventually going to get into the martinis and <laughs> yeah. be like, oh, it's just water. <laughs> That's great. I do have to ask though, because I feel like Karen is such a character. What would be Karen's cocktail? What, what would you put in a Karen cocktail? Oh, wow. Okay. I feel like Karen is a creamy cocktail drinker. <laughs> okay. You know, Karen's into like, Karen's into a Bailey's based cocktail. Yeah. She's into an old school cocktail. Like she's into like, she's into an orgasm or a sex on the beach <laughs> or a long screw against the wall or something. It has to be creamy. Yeah. Creamy in a balloon glass <laughs> with plenty of, with plenty of garnishes and fruits and umbrellas. Yeah. It's a bit over the top. I feel like there's got to be like a mini calculator in there somewhere just to really give it that Karen kick. Yeah, gorgeous. Also, like anything in a fishbowl cocktail too. Like I don't. Um, what is the one called? Is it is it called a fruit? Uh, oh, what's the what's the blue curacao cocktail? Is it called a fruit tingle? Oh, a fruit tingle. She's very a fruit tingle. Girl. Fruit tingle. Okay. Yeah, very fruit a fruit tingle, tingle, but make a it, fruit tingle in a fishbowl. That's what Bailey's. she's after. Okay. All right. So you've gone with your friend to this rooftop bar. You're then going on a little bit of adventure. Now, is, does something happen after this or this is the end of the perfect day for you? Oh, no, 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 no. The perfect day is going to go for a couple of days. 
<laughs> I, look, I've never had this loophole, but I'm I'm happy for, for you to make an exception because no one's ever tried to make it an extended day. So we're, we're saying it's rolling into one day that ends up being three. Yeah, yeah, because the, perf- the perfect day for Karen never does anything that doesn't get her into accidental trouble. <laughs> There's yeah. always there's always an incident. There's always in, an incident. It's never going to end. Well, it'll always end happy, but she has to go through some drama before she can get to the happy bit. Okay, so I say, okay, let's say that she's let's say let's say she's had a, a huge KFC for breakfast. She's gone out for a single cocktail, ended up having twenty, yeah. and realized that she has to go and clean someone's apartment on behalf of her friend. Yeah. But while she's in the apartment, she stumbles across some stolen goods. <laughs> And she knows she's not supposed to have seen them. But then the person whose apartment she's coming home from, they come home and realize that Karen's seen the stolen goods and that there's a secret being let out that she can't let out. And so this this, this person probably kidnaps Karen and her friend. Oh and Karen and her friend are not having a good day off anymore. They've been kidnapped. How is this your perfect day off? Oh, Why would you want to be kidnapped? Because you become a better person for going through these ordeals and tribulations, you know? <laughs> The silver lining that is very and true. All right, so so Karen is kidnapped. What what happens next? Because I am completely enthralled with this story. <laughs> well, we're certainly making it up as we go along. Yeah. <laughs> I think Karen's probably been kidnapped, but she's also with her best friend at this stage. Remember, this is Linda mm. from HR. Um, <laughs> Karen and Linda are probably they've probably been put in the garden shed with no access to food or water. But she's not bothered because she had plenty of KFC already. She's still good to go. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe maybe in the shed, her and Linda are having a really deep conversation about their histories, their backgrounds, and Karen's realizing why why Linda took her to this apartment with all these stolen goods, and that there is some good to be done. Maybe if Karen can get a, get out and tell Linda's secrets, she'll be, I don't know, well, not only free, but maybe she might even get a promotion at work. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of good to be come from this. A DNM, I think, is actually a really nice part of a perfect day off. To be honest, I think it's it's something glossed over, but just having a good chat. Oh, there's nothing better than a, like you know four to twenty hours of just one on one chatting. You can solve the world's problems that way. You you really can. I mean, I feel like if if it wasn't Linda from HR and it was Dolly Parton and you were kidnapped together and you had eight hours of talking, I feel like that would also be part of the dream scenario for you. Wow. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Maybe actually. Okay. So maybe through, maybe through talking to Linda and working out, you know, how, how we are solving the world's problems. Maybe there is a celebrity chance meeting that comes from this. Maybe the promotion involves something like an international office where you do start meeting celebrities and idols and, Maybe get really, really rich <laughs> yeah. and famous yourself. Yeah, I love that. So I, I write notes when we do this. Uh, I'm going to tell, I'm going to break the fourth wall for the listener here. I don't think I've ever written as many notes in my entire life as trying to capture this perfect afternoon. It is absolute bedlam. <laughs> it's absolute bedlam. <laughs> this is great. Okay, so you've been kidnapped, but then you you have a DNM, then you have you get a promotion, which means you get to meet international celebrities, which is really exciting. How would you end your perfect day off? Oh wow. Okay, so you've you've probably you've probably gone back home um, at the at the end of this amazing day and realized that when you left when you when you left the day you disgraced your house um in the theme of catwoman to Tolly Parton's working girl um you gave it one last yeah. one last cleaning spritz before jumping into bed with your cat um and um i i i, I, I yeah i would say i would say that the perfect day is spent by getting into a perfectly made clean bed in a beautiful gorgeous organized house as if nothing had ever happened 
It's the clean slate. It's that Karen can get into as much trouble as she likes, but if it always ends perfectly. Yeah, I mean, this sounds like a, you know, a real Groundhog Day moment. She's just had the full day and so much has happened. But tomorrow, starting fresh like it never happened at all. Starting fresh like it never happened, only enjoying the conveniences and the successes of the day before and completely ignoring all the troubles. Yeah, look, definitely one of the most rogue afternoons that that we've had on the pod. Um, I don't even know how I'm going to... Oh, no. Oh, I've got some really bad news. Um, Your finance job, they've actually just called up and they've said, listen we know that you were lying. You know, you're not chucking a sick day. We know that you've been kidnapped. It's made the news. Like, you know, answer answer us. Like, why why have you done this? It's made the news? Yeah, 100%. You got kidnapped. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but I, I think I'm going to respond by saying, but I didn't think you guys liked me. I thought you wanted me out of the <laughs> I thought I was doing you all a favor. And they will say, you're quite right. <laughs> we actually be kidnapped for longer next time, please. From now on, Karen from Finance, you just get to work from home. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I got to ask though, what's what's next from Ka- for Karen from Finance? Because I mean, the album's come out, you're doing um, the new show. What are you looking forward to next? Yeah, the show is the show is on tour at the moment. I'm only about halfway through. Uh, it's something wild. We're doing something like a 31 city, four country world tour. Oh my god! Um, I've still got um, I've got a few more Australian dates to go before I head over to the UK in uh, in July. I'll be in the UK for July and August, um, ending at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival in Scotland. Um, and uh, so that's 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 taking up most of this year. And there may or may not be some new music coming out in the second half of the year. Oh, well. Very exciting. Have you been to the uh, Edinburgh Fringe before as Karen? Yeah, this will be my third year. I went um, for the first oh, time wow. it was back in 2017. I did a um, I did a group cabaret show over there, which was really successful and really fun. But I took I took myself over there last year with my original show out of office. Uh, knowing that this year I would be back again with my new show, Doing Time, and so um, yeah, I'm really I'm really excited to be able to do it two years in a row and give audiences kind of like a piece of old work one year and then come back with a new um, a, a, like a new and current piece this year. Um, and it was it was kind of I had great reviews and a, a great response last year, so I'm really excited to see how they turn out for it this year. Yeah, that'll be exciting. Look, if you can duck off to Italy after you go to Edinburgh Fringe, I feel like that's the only way you can end that tour i need to reward myself with a little aperol spritz in chinca Terra to close out the <laughs> yeah. doing time edinburgh fringe spectacular that sounds amazing yeah that does sound fantastic look let me recap your perfect day off for you so obviously the worst job that you had uh as richard was in finance um but for karen she's never had a bad job in her life because she absolutely loves being in finance so really you know a lot of irony there. You unfortunately are not going to be able to get to work because there's a sense of urgency here. You just you need the bathroom. You don't need to say anything more than that. You need the bathroom. But for Karen, she just wants to work more. So she's taking a lot of time off. Thank God they're happy that she's not there. She's doing some extracurricular activities. And for you, we're going to play nine to five from Dolly Parton. But for Karen, we've got working girl as she tears up her house, drinks some of the cat milk. Uh, also by Dolly Parton, who is definitely the highlight of of this day off. You then have your perfect meal, which is a family feast for one at KFC, but you've got it closed off. So it's just you. You can be as grotty with the food as you want, but it is a meal for the century. Then in the afternoon, 
You're going to go to a rooftop bar, maybe her in Melbourne, have some Aperol spritz. It's just going to be one, but uh, it, can't, it can never just be one. It can never just be one. You may even have the Karen from Finance cocktail, which is a huge fist bowl with Baileys and fruit twists, tingles. Yeah. It sounds like you have one sip of that and you're instantly drunk. Um, but because you're feeling a bit tipsy, you end up going to clean an apartment and stay with me here because we've got a big afternoon ahead. <laughs> You're cleaning someone's apartment, but what's this in the apartment? Stolen goods. Oh, no. And because you found the stolen goods, you and Linda from HR, you've actually been kidnapped and you've been put in the garden shed. But that's actually given you the opportunity to solve all of life's problems. You've, you've, you've managed to figure out how to get a promotion. You've solved world hunger. It's great. You were in there for what, what seems like hours, but was probably only 45 minutes. And you've solved all the world's issues. Because when you come out and you've been unkidnapped, uh, you instantly get a promotion, which allows you to meet international celebrities. Maybe we'll meet Dolly Parton in Western Australia. At the end of the day, you're exhausted. So you go home, have a bit of a clean in the house as though nothing even happened. And that ends your perfect perfect day off. How do you feel about that, Karen from finance? Wow. So overwhelmed. It was so visceral. I feel like I actually just lived that day and <laughs> I feel so much better for it. Yeah. Uh, look, it's definitely uh, one of the most interesting afternoon activities that we've had on the show. Um, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. We're very excited to see you obviously in Wollongong uh, for the Spiegel Tent Festival, but as well as all your upcoming shows, people get your tickets whether it's in australia or in london or in edinburgh fringe thank you so much for joining us on chucking a sickie <coughs> well there you have it the perfect day off for karen from finance the first guest that has begged to stay at work and refused to sick day also the first guest to have cleaning someone else's house and their own house as part of their sick day not my choice but i can't judge to each their own Make sure to grab your tickets to see Karen at Spiegel Tent Wollongong on the 9th of June and check out all of her upcoming gigs on her website, karenfromfinance.com. Make sure, as always, to rate and review. Really means a lot to us. And join us next week for another perfect day off on Chucking a Sickie.